0: Power in blaming everybody else for your actions or your thoughts or your feelings so when i started taking control of my ish that's when i started being more empowering and that's when i started becoming aware um, there's a, a wise word that tells us to know thyself like know thyself understand why you feel the way you feel why you think the way you think you may have to do some research you may have to go all the way back to how you were raised Because all of those things are are basically a part of who you are as an adult today, how you're showing up in your marriage today. Hey family, I'm LB and you're doing life with Lakeisha on Living Her Truth.
1: Hey family, welcome to another episode. I am super excited that you are here and I do not take it lightly that you decided to hit that play button and spend about an hour of your time with me. So with that being said, I want you to know that I'm 100% invested in your self-awareness journey and you better believe that every week I'm bringing my A-game so you can have the tools that's necessary to live a more fulfilled and purpose-driven life. And speaking of purpose, living a purpose-driven life takes a holistic approach. What do I mean by that? Okay, that means that you need to take a look at every area of your life. Purpose affects every area of your life. Every area of your life affects your purpose. And so one of the areas that we're gonna talk about today has to do with relationships, especially if you are married because I'm talking to my married couples on today and I have a very special person I'm gonna sit down and talk with about how our marriage affects how we show up in the world and we're truly going to get to the bottom of how relationships is a part of the foundation that we stand on in order to chase our purpose and why that's important and you're going to learn some tools on today in this conversation on how to create rock solid relationships i.e. in particular marriages, so you can have the foundation that you need to go out and chase your purpose, right? Because when, you know, when things are good at home, it makes it a whole lot easier to go out into this world and truly be your authentic self. So I am going to sit down with my girl, Lakia Brandenburg, to have this conversation. So let me go ahead and introduce my girl to you wife to derek and coach to wives lakia lb Brandenburg is the wife coach she is a powerful inspirational speaker and mc and a two-time relationship author who is committed to helping women who are married or planning to be to know the difference between being a married woman and being a dynamic wife lb empowers women to get rid of the fairy tale syndrome and create a more realistic vision for their marriage and role as a wife. By tapping into the power of the P, your position, and knowing when to tame your tongue, her clients are taught how to live the happy wife life and created their own picture-perfect marriage. Also, as a certified Prepare enrich Instructor, LB coaches couples in preparing for marriage and enriching their relationship through the PE assessment and her customized VIP day sessions. Y'all, you about to enjoy a wonderful, hyped conversation with me and my girl, LB. All right, we have LB in the building today. <laughs> I am Super excited about this conversation. LB, thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me on today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm always up for some good girl chat.
1: Girl, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have good, good girl chat. But before we get started, I just want to tell everybody how we come to know each other because I start off every episode that way. Mm -hmm. And I actually ran across your Instagram page when I first started Assist is True, about three years ago because you know i coined myself a sister coach so what drew me to your instagram profile is because you are the wife coach and i was like oh that's dope somebody else who's going against the grain right with coaching and really niching down on their specialty and so that's what drew me to you and so i started you know looking at some of your posts i was just like wow she she pretty dope (laughs) <laughs> she you know she pretty dope and so I saw started following you and you know what sealed the deal for me was when um Corrielle came to Houston on her book tour you know you hosted her event yes. and that was my first time meeting you in person and you was just so cool so down to earth and I was just like yeah she's the real deal the way she is on Instagram <laughs> Is how she is in person. Yes. So, <laughs> what you get is exactly what you what you see is exactly what you get, and I absolutely love that. Absolutely Thank love you.
0: that. Oh my god! Like you know, that dates back three years for real. Mm
1: hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's Cause when I first. In- that's when I first started. Oh my god! Well, congratulations in- on all of your success. For three years strong. So, <laughs> you know, try to do a little stumps- <laughs> <I'm> something. <sorry. laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I invited you to this conversation, you guys, because as you know, if you've been following me for a while or, or if you have worked with me, you know my coaching style, I'm all about self-awareness and I mm-hmm. coach from a holistic perspective. And I invited invited LB into the conversation because she's all about helping us, you know, wives have better marriages. Because whether you want to believe it or not, your relationship at home. Is going to dictate how strong or how hard you go after chasing your purpose right. you know i mean it's it's just it is what it is because i know for me when hubby and i are not on the same page it's kind of hard for me to do that morning mantra for you with you guys on that instagram morning <laughs> on, that instagram, on instagram in the morning that's real talk you know yeah. so but when we on the on the good foot hey, I'm like walking and rolling. I can take those rejections a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? For so real, yes. That is so true. <laughs> so LB is the perfect person because she gets us together on Wifestyle Wednesdays, your Tongue Tuesdays. I did but you know what, LB? What? Sometimes I got to like skip over your, your life. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, no, no. LB, not today. You know how many times you ain't getting you ain't gonna, get me together today. They bad. They be like, I want to sit in this for a minute.
0: You know, I feel you. I be feeling because I don't want to post it either. Because I talk to me. I don't be talking to y'all. I'm talking to me. Sometimes it's not not him. It's you. I be like,
1: <laughs> oh, trust me. I understand. <laughs> so so with that being said, perfect segue into the first question, how do we avoid being a public success but a private failure at home, oh, how do we avoid that?
0: Let me tell you something, I think it's so important for LB to be more of a private success than a public success in any day. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's all about understanding that you gotta practice what you preach. If mm-hmm. I'm out here telling you to tame your tongue, I'm out here telling you, okay, wait man, really think about how you feel and why you feel that way. And I'm not practicing those same principles, then what's the point? I'm literally just just blowing smoke. So I have to practice everything that I'm telling my wives. And that's why I feel it's so authentic. That's why I believe a lot of wives can connect with me because I'm telling you things that I'm doing. Not did and I'm perfect. No, I am doing. Like we were literally in a season of, okay, we being stretched. You know, th- this marriage is either going, it's going to show you that you're mature or it's going to show you areas that you need to grow up. And we were in that season and imagine me having to show up teaching wives, okay y'all, put on a smile, just embrace it. And I couldn't do that for myself. So I really think that it's all about understanding again, being that, that principle that you're teaching. Don't just say the word, be the word. Don't just Mm -hmm. give the examples, do the examples, be the examples. So that's what it's all about. I have to really be, and I gotta understand, I have two little girls that are watching me. Yes. So Lexi and Demi, Mm -hmm, they keep mm -hmm. me in check because Mm -hmm. when I'm telling them, not just how I talk to my husband, it's how I talk to them because mm-hmm. you know tame your tongue tuesdays are for the wives but it's really how you communicate with everybody mm-hmm. um so again it's just just being what i'm preaching i have to really just not speak it i have to teach it and and participate in it and one thing i've realized too that i am the wife coach but i'm also coachable so mm. i always for areas you know what say, I'm that, yeah. say
1: that again for the people in the background for the people I in the background
0: make sure y'all hear it I am the white coach, but I'm still coachable. So I never look at myself like I got it all together or, you know, there's nothing I can learn. I'm always in a position of learning more. And the more I learn, the more I can teach. And if I'm doing it and people see that it's authentic, then they'll do it too. So that's what it's all about. Really being what you're saying, you're, you're out here preaching.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you said that you are coachable because a lot of us, we are in these Any type of relationship, whether or not it's your husband, you know, mother daughter relationship, friendships, especially those of us who are the strong ones. We tend to think that showing weakness or or being vulnerable is a is a weakness. So we are not open to being coachable. We're not open to being uh, to to accept. Feedback, if yeah. you will, you yeah. know, because we're so used to being everything for everybody and being that person that has all the answers. And yeah. so, it's okay to, you know, to step back a little bit and be on the receiving, be on the receiving end. Absolutely. And if your coach doesn't have a coach, you need to run because oh, well, let's start there. <laughs> who are
0: they getting their, their downloads from? Who are they getting their, you know, how are they sharpening? Iron sharpens iron. So if I'm mm-hmm. going to sharpen my wives, I got coaches behind me that are sharpening LB. Trust me, I know what I preach. Sometimes I don't wanna to listen to it. Sometimes <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. To really process how you feel and I doing do that right I'm a Gemini,
1: so who knows what's going oh, to Oh, go. really? Oh, you yeah. Good, you got the good LB. You know, oh, okay.
0: Kia, LB, Dairy Wife. I'm so many different people in one person, but I have to understand sometimes I receive it better from somebody else i might be saying they might be saying the same thing i'm saying but because it delivered you know differently i'll respond to it differently so yeah i got a coach and so i'm definitely
1: coachable i love that and i also you know love the fact that you are saying what people are not saying like you you are real when you talk to us and you can tell that it comes from an authentic place and it's nice to have somebody who's willing to say what your friends may not say, you know, because I, I I love my, I love my besties. I love my friends. I really do. But sometimes, you know, give it to me raw. Like be honest with me. If it was, if it was my fault, if I shouldn't have said that, tell me that because I need to, I need to hear that. And I love the fact that you are not afraid to tell us to boo, Maybe mm-hmm. it's you and not him. Because sometimes, because sometimes we need to hear that. Because I know, for me, sometimes I get in my feelings where mm-hmm. I, I don't even. It's just like, no, you, you, you wrong. <laughs> and it's just like, but yeah, yeah cool. But then you set it up though.
0: <laughs> okay, but that's it. I mean, I think just me being the mirror. Like sometimes I am. I feel like I am that that girlfriend that's going to be the realist mm-hmm. in your relationship. Yes, I want y'all to make it. I want y'all to be successful. what it takes two he can't be causing all the problems. Let's look at some things that you maybe have done or could do differently to get a different mm-hmm. result. That's it, right. I'm not the reason. And I always ask for permission. I'm like, can I keep it real? Like, how real can I keep it? Because if you want me to blow smoke, okay, I'll blow smoke. Because you've been reading the fairy tales anyway, that's why you're acting like that. You're, you're mad at your life, <laughs> because you in here suffering from this fairy tale syndrome. Mm. and i'm trying to help you get out of that and live in reality and still be happy still be good so yeah it just depends on how real you want me to get rich
1: (laughs) yeah and you know what and that goes back to self-awareness yes how does self-awareness help us to improve and strengthen our marriage
0: everything i do is about self-awareness that's why i think we click as well that's why we yeah because i always tell my wives own your ish own your ish and i'm not cursing issues issues everybody have their their own set of issues and when i started really owning my ish and stopped blaming derek derek my husband y'all that's my boo that's my, bae, my baby daddy. <laughs> We've been 10 years. I told him we just celebrated 10 years But congratulations okay, thank you sugar when i stopped blaming him because that's that was quick i was quick to say no you getting on my nerves or you're making me do this or you're making me feel this way i was giving away my power there's no power in Blaming everybody else for your actions or your thoughts or your feelings. So when I started taking control of my ish, that's when I started being more empowering. And that's when I started becoming aware. Um, There's a, a wise word that tells us to know thyself. Like know thyself. Understand why you feel the way you feel. Why you think the way you think. You may have to do some research. You may have to go all the way back to how you were raised. Because all of those things are are basically a part of who you are as an adult today, how you're showing up in your marriage today. So being self-aware means really owning who you are, what you say, what you do. But if you don't take the time to really invest in yourself and figure out, I realized I was making a lot of problems because of things that I was dealing with from my childhood. So when my father was yelling at my mama, That was still, I could still hear that as an adult. And I was like, no wonder Mm -hmm. I'm talking to my husband like this, because I'm feeling like I'm talking to my daddy. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's owning your ish. And that's part of the self-awareness. When you start doing that, you start becoming more powerful in your relationship and your results are starting, you will start being different as well.
1: I love that and I love the fact that you are not afraid to to share your childhood and and what you experienced as a child which kind of pushed you into this line this line of work you know hubby and I was having a conversation not too not too long ago and I had to break it down with him self-awareness is key you guys and I had to like break it down for him just to let him know How I was viewing the situation, because I know if you guys know my story, you know that I was sexually abused by my stepfather for eight years. And so my stepfather, he was a drug addict. He didn't work. My mom worked multiple jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, to support the family, you know, and to uh, support the family and just uh, make the money that's needed. When he would take and all that other good stuff, right? And so I had to, like, break it down with my husband and just be like, you know what, babe, this is how I'm viewing it. Because as a child, this is what I saw my stepfather doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you're my stepfather. That's not what I'm saying. But I just want you to understand my mindset and how I'm viewing this situation so it doesn't, like, spill over into some big, humongous, unnecessary argument. And we was able to really, like, just sit down and just, like, And just like talk that was my way of being vulnerable that was my way of owning my ish it wasn't it wasn't like I was just saying it because I want him to feel sorry for me but just to get him to understand right because because we don't like talk to our mates like we should Mm -hmm. you know on that real deep level like it's okay to be vulnerable right so now he knows you know um if he act a certain way or do a certain thing, like he knows what the triggers are or whatever. And that's also another reason, something else for me to work on. Yes. That's something else that I need to talk about in therapy. Therapy is an ongoing thing, you guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, good, because again, we both come from two different backgrounds. We have our own experiences, mm-hmm. our own struggles, our own successes, and then we come together to become one. That's a whole lot of mess coming together under one roof. If you haven't dealt with it, especially. Mm-hmm. Half the things we didn't deal with, Um, So when I didn't understand the power of taming your tongue it's because I saw my parents arguing, fussing, and cussing all the time. So now I'm in my own relationship. I want a healthy relationship. I want it to work. Well, it ain't going to work if you don't know how to, you know what I mean, put a muzzle on your mouth. And I'm not saying you don't have a voice. It's knowing how to use your voice in your marriage. Just like you sat down with your husband and articulated, these are the triggers. This is where this is coming from. This is my perspective. If you can't do that because you are so caught up in your feelings, and you mad and can't you know really detect the problem from the feeling, you know, we have to understand that. That's part of knowing who we are. When I started saying I'm getting angry, okay, the words that are coming out of my mouth right now, where they coming from? Because mm-hmm. it's really not dairy. Mm-hmm. It really, Thomas, like it really, because I, I was defenseless as a child. Now I'm ready to fight because I'm old. I'm like, nah, I ain't no pump. But nah, boo, he ain't your daddy. Like he ain't coming at you like that. Why you taking it out on him? Until I understood that, we were going to have some issues and continue to have issues that I'm not sure we would have made it as husband and wife 10 years and count. Okay. So when I started really, again, taking awareness, like you said, being aware and being self, um, I guess just being self aware of how I was talking, how I was moving in my marriage. That's when I started tapping into the real power.
1: Yeah. I love that. And one of your iconic teachings, (laughs) since we're talking about power (laughs) is that there's power in the peace. (laughs) take a sip <laughs> that's right take a sip so for us wives and wives to be i need you to break that down break down what it means to yeah. have the power that, that, that we have power in a p yes yeah. you know <laughs> what i'm saying i'm just saying i don't know where your mind just went <laughs> but that p is your
0: position and mm-hmm, this power and mm-hmm. the other p too but i'm just yeah, saying it is, it, is. it is in this case because the good word tells us what that a man that finds a wife Finds a good a good thing. Thing. okay? And so that means you are powerful. Like if you think about some of the most, um, I guess, encouraging or inspirational quotes about husbands and wives, the wife plays a very vital part in that relationship. Like it's just amazing the power that God has given us. But what happens is when you don't know your power, you are operating as a married woman. And that's why I always say that all married women aren't wives. Just because you have a ring on your finger doesn't make you a wife. Some people are more focused on getting married, having that beautiful wedding day that's all about them. Oh, I want to get married. I want to have the five dress changes. I want to have, you know, 200 guests, all that. That's all they're concerned with, not realizing that you're a bride for one day and a wife for the rest of your life. So when I say tap into the power of the P, it's really understanding that you have to choose which woman you're going to show up as in your relationship. The wife Mm -hmm. understands how to tame her tongue. The wife understands that me yelling and cussing and fussing to get my point across is not the best way to communicate my issues with my husband. Um, The wife understands that, okay, I need to affirm my man with my words. If death and life are in the power of the tongue, why am I constantly speaking death to him, expecting him to bring me life? You see that? Like, how am I expecting love from this man, but I'm constantly tearing him down? I'm emasculating him. I won't let him be the man. I'm miscontrolling. I'm Mrs. Nagging, so you gotta understand that. There's power in both positions now, don't get me wrong. There's power in being a married woman and being a wife, but I promise you the results of being a wife is so much more enjoyable than being that of a married woman. So that's what, it, what I mean by tapping into the power of the peak. It's understanding your position as a wife and the power that you hold in your marriage. You know, it takes
1: maturity to understand your position in a marriage and to just let the man be the man. Yes. It takes maturity. You know, my husband, when we were dating, he, he broke up with me <laughs> when we were dating mm-hmm. because he said that he felt this dull that I treated him as if he was an accessory. Yes. I, he was, you know, the, the completion of my outfit for the day. Yep. And the reason why that, that hit me the way that it did is because the guy that I was dating before him said something similar. And so that made me take a look in the mirror. Because what's the, what's the commonality between these two guys? Hey. Self-awareness. That's, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's me. So even though I, you know, I'm an independent woman and yes, I can do all this and I make my own money, have my own house and all this other stuff, my husband... Boyfriend at the time now. He's my husband was like, okay, so but how do I fit into all this, right? How do I fit in, you know, because you say you want a man, but you ain't even letting me be the man coming into this relationship And (laughs) I had to like mature up for a second because I'm like, okay if I really want to be married if I want to you know get down the aisle at that time not necessarily with him but with anybody because this is the second man that has told me this Mm -hmm. you know what is this pattern you know and it took me looking doing some self-reflection and just really like looking into the mirror and that you know um reminds me of a conversation that fantasia had on the breakfast club did you see yes about submission about submission yes you know people was in, in uproar Why? uproar I ha- because of the whole submission thing it, that
0: comes from not understanding what submission is and, and i totally understand because there have been several examples prior to us cultures that have the man being dominant um, over the woman, or the woman not having a, a, a say-so, or, you know what I'm saying, not having a voice in her marriage. So I totally understand how people look at submission in a negative, because it's a negative connotation. But when you really understand the power in submission, you eliminate the power struggle in your relationship. Like, why am I not realizing that my husband is the head, but I'm the neck? Why am I not looking at submission as a partner dancing where one leads, one follows? Like, if you really look at submission in a different, you know, I guess, perspective, you'll see that there's, like her husband was saying, it's a gift to your marriage. And I, I submit, and my husband submits. But you don't see me walking around here like no punk, no. Like, I, I understand what it means. So I think that's what it is. Once people understand what submission is and what it's not, they can appreciate it for what it is.
1: Mhm-, I totally agree you know it's it's the it's the submission part that people have a have a problem with, and then it's also the obey that comes up in in the vials because I had friends who took that part out i didn't <laughs> i left it i left it I left it in my vials I uh-huh. said it, and when I said it, I meant it, but that was because it was broken down to me. In the right way and to understand mm-hmm. you know like my husband is supposed to love me and treat me the same way that god so loved the church yeah so if he's if, if i'm obeying god why wouldn't i obey my husband if he's treating me in that exact same way now the bible don't say <laughs> that if he's got you upside your head or whatever exactly. come on now he has to love exactly. you in the same way that the that the lord loves the church right mm-hmm. so i didn't once he was broken down to me and i understood because that's the thing the negative connotations that people don't seek understanding for themselves
0: Understand but once it, i saw yes.
1: understanding for myself i didn't have a problem with saying i will obey yeah. i didn't have a problem with that absolutely and, and it goes
0: both ways like i'm sure it's equal <laughs> like i know it is because <laughs> there are times where i am honestly i'm not gonna be i'm leading this marriage but i am in a position of leadership. And my husband's like, okay, baby, I'm learning from you. And vice mm-hmm. versa, but I'm still gonna let my man be the man. I'ma still let him feel like he's the head of my household because there's order in everything that we do. And yes. we sometimes don't understand that order. It's God, your husband, yourself, and your cheering. Many of us are putting our kids before our husband. And you want to know why we out of order. You want to understand why things ain't working out the way they're supposed to. Because we don't understand the power in, in God creating order so that things can work out and, and operate in a in a beautiful fashion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. absolutely. I absolutely, know, I absolutely know what you're saying. So, because when I heard that interview with her, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be some backlash mm-hmm. after this one. Mm-hmm. Because I completely understood what she was saying. But then, and then also go back to you know, how comfortable are you are with yourself? Yes. You know, like, do you have some issues that you need to deal with? Are you self-conscious about something? Yes. Because what, what, is, what is the problem? <laughs> what is the problem? Who are you dating? Like, who are you, <laughs> to? who are you married to? No, that's good. That is good. Because if you are with someone
0: that you can't see yourself obeying, that you can't see yourself submitting to, then what you doing, boo? Don't get married to them. If I couldn't see myself submitting under the leadership of my husband, then this will be a power struggle. We will be bumping heads every single day because I want to be in control. That's what a married woman does, y'all. That's why you got to tap into the power of peace. A wife understands that there is order. A married woman like, nah, boo, you ain't no head. I'm the head. We're going to fight against this. We're going to fight for this position. No, y'all on the same team. But Mm -hmm. it takes wisdom and understanding so that things can function the way they are designed or created to. So... Absolutely. I'm all for submission. If we need to change the name, change it. If you look it up, you will realize that it's simply yielding. Submission mm. means to yield. To some you submit to the traffic light. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. Y'all can go ahead past that collection plate cash app. I'm just saying. You submit to everything in
1: life. Like you really gotta look at your Oh life. my God. Girl, no, you didn't. Sometimes we submit to the to the
0: traffic like yes, Think about it. You know what I mean? Like ain't nobody telling us you know if you don't stop, what's gonna happen? You're gonna have a car accident, somebody gonna get a ticket, something's gonna happen. You submit to I mean, this may not be a great example, police officers. I mean, not in this day and time, some people know, well, but yeah. as far as the position, the authority, a judge, if you go to court, you ain't submitting, you going you're gonna go off at, at the mouth so you can be in contempt of court. Like, come on, y'all. We do this. But when it comes to the man that we're going to share the rest of our life with we come to our spouse why can't we submit to their god-given position in our lives so yeah if you can't do it don't don't get married if you know you're with somebody and you cannot see yourself submitting you need to reassess yourself (laughs) and then figure out what is your your issue with submission where does it come from going all the way back to owning your ish
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i love that and to be completely honest with you just to, to to have a man that's supposed to be the head of the household. I to be real talk, it was like it was a weight lifted off my shoulder. Do you know how much weight I have been holding <laughs> up <laughs> until the yeah until the day I, yeah, until the day I married my husband? So uh-huh. the fact that I had a man come in who was, you know, gonna take that weight off my shoulders, I was like, Yes, leave. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. Absolutely.
1: Go ahead <laughs> Where we going? I'm tired of, I'm tired of making decisions. Where are we going? What are we doing?
0: I'm, I'm tired of being everything to everybody, because mm-hmm. my mama told me, and I, you know, my mother did the best that she could because mm-hmm. of her relationship, but she taught me to honestly, I won't need a man. Like she was teaching me how to be so independent that you don't need nobody. And I'm like, I mean, that's all good and dandy, but I need my husband y'all. I'm just going to be honest. like I' ain't gonna be like, I don't need him, I want him. No, I need him. Because I got two cheering. I got a life that's connected to his. We need each other on this journey. And so if we don't understand how to um, yield or submit to each other on this journey, we gonna have a hard time on this path to happily ever after.
1: Absolutely. What's the, what's the <clears throat> common challenge that you come across with the wives that you coach that a lot of us are facing?
0: I would have to say there's so many. But I mm. think, honestly, it starts with your perception of marriage. So I think a lot of mm. women suffer mm-hmm. from fairy tale syndrome, like a lot of women. And again, it goes back to who taught you about marriage? Where do you get your examples from? Because we're seeing marriage as this fantasy, like, oh my God, he's gonna be my knight in shining armor. He's gonna, you know, make me feel so happy. I'm gonna see him and just smile every day. Life is gonna be good, we're gonna have money, we're gonna take trips, hashtag relationship goals. And then when your life doesn't paint that picture, you're disappointed. You're like, oh no, I gotta get a divorce. I gotta throw the towel in. This is not what I signed up for. Oh yes, you did. That's called marriage. Welcome to marriage. So I think that's what it is. A lot of women are suffering from the the fairy tale syndrome. This is actually the first week lesson in my six week uh, master class. Okay. Start with. We start with the mindset because everything starts with your mind. I know you know that. Mm. Everything starts with your mind. So let's figure out where this marriage mindset came from. Why do you think marriage is a fair? Or how are you suffering from the fairy tale syndrome? What are some expectations that you're setting on your man that are unrealistic? What are some expectations that you're setting on this whole thing called marriage? That uh, Dude, that was in a movie. That was in Brown Sugar. You saw that in Brown Sugar. Uh-uh, you saw that in Love, Jones. Where do you get that from? That's on a notebook. Like, we are really, <laughs> we don't realize it. But when we're watching these um, Disney movies, when we're doing this as kids, it's really setting inside of us what that is supposed to look like. We're really thinking mm-hmm. this is life. And then when it doesn't happen, we're disappointed. So I think that starts. Um, with the fairy tale syndrome definitely helping them to uproot that and create a more realistic version of what marriage can be in real life
1: and that's why I love following you because you share a lot of you know the relationship with you and your husband so we can understand what marriage really looks like you know because I I don't know about you you know your parents were married my mom wasn't married to my stepfather for a long time so back in the day people just really shacked up I mean they stayed together for long periods of time but they really kind of like shacked up so I didn't really have you know an idea of what marriage was at all but my husband's parents are still married and it's like my husband had that fairy tale syndrome Mm. my my mother-in-law she's a you know at home wife so Mm -hmm. she you know stayed at home she took care of my husband and his sister Mm -hmm. you know the dad went out and and worked and made the money and stuff like that and so Mm -hmm. you know she was the wife that cleaned the house had the food together and served my father-in-law on the silver platter so my husband came into the relationship thinking that I would do the same thing and so my thing was okay so check this out boo Mm -hmm. Take a sip. (laughs) Your mom doesn't work. I work. You cannot expect me to work 40 hours a week and still come home and serve you on the silver platter, boo boo. Uh Now, if you put me in the country, on some land like your daddy did i would have your babies yes the house would be clean and yes i would serve you on a silver platter but you cannot expect me to do the same like like we really had to battle that before we got married you know and just come to some type of of compromise because he's come he's coming from from that situation i'm Mm -hmm. coming from a situation where my mom worked 50, 11 jobs, you know, supporting and the man was taken from the household. My husband come from a a household when the man was putting in. I mean, it was, man, it was a battle. It was a battle because it was just like, it wasn't that I was just trying to like break it down you know break him down and, and crush his dreams i just wanted him to be realistic
0: yes and you're right i'm so happy you said that because there are some men who suffer from the fairy tale syndrome too i'm so happy you pointed that out mm-hmm. and like you said it takes coming to the table let's put our ish on the table mm-hmm. and we need to figure out yes that was your example of marriage yes this was my non-example of marriage how are we going to make this thing work for us because my parents were married for 20 years before they divorced but I remember marriage being contentious I remember marriage being abusive verbally physically I remember them cussing and fussing I remember being outside and the the screen from the window coming out like being popped out of the window and I'm outside with my friends and I'm like what the hell happened and they're fighting like that that was my visual of marriage so I'm bringing this to the table do I want to experience this in my marriage? Absolutely not. But we need to talk about what we want marriage to look like for us. That could have been my uh, syndrome. I could have been holding on to the negative examples of marriage thinking mm-hmm. that, okay, marriage ain't for you. You just can't get married because that's what it's going to look like. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. So helping my women and what real, what they realize is not necessarily it's about, um, you know, having the the white picket fence and the, the two and a half kids and all that stuff. Like it's not really that fairy tale syndrome. It's, I thought he was gonna be my everything. Yeah. Like th- that's the kind of, that's a syndrome. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. really think your husband's supposed to be your everything? Why are you putting that pressure on him, Boudin? He may not be your BFF. That's why mm-hmm. you got Karen down the street. That's Karen's job to be your BFF. He don't wanna hear about what happened at the nail salon. Go tell her. Mm-hmm. see things like that we don't really realize like we're like oh my god i married my best friend and we're gonna do everything together and no boo he an individual you're an individual y'all are husband and wife y'all can be the best of friends if y'all are bffs that's cool but don't put that pressure on each other to be everything to everybody you can't it's just not it's not realistic so that's part of the fairy tale syndrome too
1: Even with me, I had to be very, very cautious too, because like I, you know, like I said earlier, you know, once I, made my husband decided to, you know, to make our relationship serious, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just like, yes, you know, somebody else that can, that can take the lead, you know, I still had to find harmony and balance in that because my strength is what drew him to me. Yes. So yes, I want him to, you know, to come in and, you know, be the strong man that I need him to be, you know, and take the lead, but I can't lose, lose sense of who I am and how strong I am. Right. So I still need to like pull my weight and that too, you know, because growing up saying my mom, like hustle and grind to Uh no end Uh i was just like man what i am not trying to do that in a man. exactly but i but i but i have to we we our grinds have to match yes that's good you know our grinds have to match so that was just something that i have to be cognizant about all the time you know Uh and uh man yeah that's just yeah i'm gonna have to go talk to my husband after this too (laughs) And and clear up some air see that's why that's why I like talking to you. I like hearing you, hear <laughs> you speak. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's
0: understanding. That's, it. it's constantly, that's why I always feel that we are never at a level where we, we made it. Like mm-hmm. we're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. And like I said, marriage will mature you or mm-hmm. expose the immaturity in you. And I learned this year after almost nine years of marriage that there was still some areas that LB needed to grow the heck up. And that's it. It just puts it in your face. Now, either you go to woman up and, and make, you know, meet the challenge, or you are just going to stay right where you are and just be frustrated and mad and pissed off and angry and walking around with an attitude. It's your choice. So who you going to be? The
1: married woman or that wife? Or that wife. And I love that you bring up evolution because you have involved a lot in within your marriage. Cause when you, cause when you first started out, you were a teacher. Yes. And then you evolved into the wife coach after you got married. Yes. Walk, yes. Us, walk us through that because you talked about on social media like a while ago on how you had to go to your husband because your husband has always been an entrepreneur. Yes. Right. And so uh-huh. you had to go to him and talk to him and yeah, and walk it, us through that.
0: People see it as like, oh, they're two entrepreneurs. Let me tell you something. LB was not an entrepreneur when I first met Derek. Um, my husband didn't marry an entrepreneur. I became one. So that means there was a transition um, that happened in our marriage. I'm leaving this, quote unquote, stable job with some good benefits um, to go follow the unknown, to say, oh, I want to write a book and I want to follow my dream. You know what I mean? And husband's like, he could have been like, wait a minute, what? You want to do what? But I had that support. And I think that was so important that we were in a position where, one, our marriage was very new. Um, but we had been communicating. We've been through premarital education and training for almost a year. So like that foundation was, was solid. You know what I'm saying? Like we had a really strong foundation to begin to build our marriage on. So when I came to him and said I wanted to transition, um, I had already done the work for myself prior to. And what do I mean by that? I started asking myself, okay, what is this going to look like? If I'm leaving my nine to five, then how is the money going to be? How, how do I need my husband to support me? Is it just financially? Is it spiritually? Is it emotionally? Like, what do I need? So when I came to Derek with that, he could see that I was serious, not just like, hey, I think I just want to go quit my job and write a book. I had a plan in place, somewhat of a plan. It wasn't all the way together, but it was like, hey, I'm going to need your help. And my husband has always believed in me. He's always believed in me as being a writer. And he was like, you know what? Do it. My, always, my husband always says, run it. Like, just do it. And so when I told him I wanted to do it, I had his support. But he also prepared me for the road ahead. Because he's like, look, I know you got all these dreams. I know you're made your vision board and you're excited about all that stuff on it. But it ain't going to happen like overnight. Like he told me, it takes 15 years to become an overnight success story. And mm. when he told me that, I, I wanted to cuss him out. Say that again for the people in the background. It takes 15 years to become an overnight success story. Like those words came out of my husband's mouth. And I was like, what? You don't know what kind of life I got. I'm not telling you. I'm being bike coach tomorrow. What are you telling me? Hold on. How are you going to tell me it's going to take 15 years? Shoot, you don't know what you're talking about. I was so pissed. I was so mad. But when I tell you, let me see, okay, that was 2010, it's 2019. Okay, maybe he knew what he was talking about. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, I got to go tell him he knew. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I had to grow through this process, and my husband was there, you know, walking with me along the journey. And so I thank God for that transition because he could have been a husband that said, I ain't signed up for this. We, we got a good stable you know salary you're walking into the unknown we don't know what's going to happen in that on that journey but he wasn't that person he was the one that said let's do this but be realistic on how you're going to get these results over the next couple of years so it was a good transition i'm so thankful that he's still on this journey with me um, and seeing the manifestation of the work that i've been putting in over the years
1: Mm -hmm. i love (laughs) Girl, you are so funny. You guys go out to watch the video because I'm over here cracking up. I'm over here cracking up. But um, I love that. I love the fact that you put together a plan first. Like you worked it out with yourself first and then presented it to the husband. I think that's probably, in my opinion, that's probably what made it a little easier for him to accept it because he saw that you were serious about it, Mm -hmm. right? So, and cause even with me, my husband, he's not an entrepreneur. He doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. That's totally not his thing at all whatsoever. We are complete opposite in every <laughs> sense of the word, but the hustle and the grind, baby. man, he sees it and he's okay with it because it, it has been times where I'm just like, baby. So what had happened was, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I had to, like, you know, hire this web designer. And he was like, okay, well, how much did that cost? Girl, I couldn't even tell him because they cost that much. I, I just had to, like, put my head down. And he was just like, he was just like, you know what, babe? I see how hard you're working. And if you think that this is what you mm-hmm. need, then mm-hmm. so be it. He was like, I'm not at the point where it's just too much. You pouring yeah. into the businesses is too much. I'm not at that point yet. So, go for it because he see the grind and he see the hustle. He see how serious I am, yes. you know, about my business.
0: My, my ticket out the door was a published book. So mm-hmm. if I'm talking about, I want to, you know, get out here and share our love story and help women to create their picture perfect marriage based on a whole lot of imperfections, then you have to write the book. So literally I'm at school during mm-hmm. my planning time, mm-hmm. writing. Um, and when i came home i was writing when i got up in the morning i would go run then i'd come home and write my husband saw that so he knew that i wasn't just you know oh, okay i made a vision board and i got dreams i was putting action behind that dream so i think that like you said that's what helped convince him like okay i see she's not just out here blowing smoke she really out here putting in the work so mm-hmm. and when that book finally released and my husband was like my baby wrote a book like you really Wrote like a hundred and sixty-page book. Like you wrote a book. That's what he was like, oh yeah, let's do this. My husband, he's a he's the hustler. I had uh-huh. to learn how to become a hustler. Yeah. You know, cause my whole day, I get paid on the 15th and 30th. You know, I didn't get to nothing. Just some But now I gotta hustle these books. He had to teach me how to do that. And so when I started selling my books, it was like from there the path started paving. And I started getting booked for different gigs and things like that. Just slowly but surely, but nine years later. I see how it all worked out, but I had his support, and, and it was it was a beautiful thing, and it still is.
1: I love it. Great segue. So, give us a recommendation of a of a book that changed changed your life or impacted your marriage.
0: Okay, hands down. Y'all yeah. gotta go get this today. I'm today on Prime, it's by Florence Stogel Shin. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Mm. Okay, bomb. I mean, bomb. I will read that book today. I've read it like fifteen times. I can read that book today and I'm going to find something different about myself today. Mm. I've read that book 15 times. That's how profound, it's like, a, it's like a Bible. Literally scripture aligned to, you know how we say, write the vision, make it plain. It, it mm. has that in there. Then it talks about vision boards. It just makes everything connect. Um, so it's like a spiritual uh, connection to the book, but then it's also real life. It's just the, the game book. Like when I say the game book of life, you want this. So it's the game of life and how to play it by Florence Scovelshin.
1: Mm, I'm, to check that, I'm about to check that it's one good. out. So good. I wonder if it's on Audible. It might be, but it's bomb. It's, to check it's that bomb, one. life changer. I'm about to check that one out. Okay, and last question. When describing the meaning of living your truth, what is the third word when you hear this phrase? I'm gonna give you two words, you tell me what the third word is. When you hear self-awareness, purpose, and... Gratitude. Ooh
0: gratitude. And I've learned that when you develop an attitude of gratitude, life just starts to give you more things. And it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. that you need more. It's just being content and appreciative of the things you have now. Mm-hmm. So, an attitude of gratitude has helped me to really just be humble, to help me to understand in 2009, 2010, when I first started this thing, um, and my husband was like, It's going to take you 15 years to open that store. When he said that, and now 2019, almost 2020, I mean, tw- you know, what I mean? 2019, yeah. almost 2020, I get it. So, it's an attitude of gratitude that has definitely helped me to remain true.
1: I love that. You are amazing. Thank you. I, I love, love you. you. I love you. This was amazing. Thank you so much for showing up and just being true to who you are, because I know we have helped some wives on today Yes. In their relationships, because the relationship is so important for creating that rock solid foundation that we need in order to chase our purpose.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, thank you for
1: having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Was that the hypest, most dopest conversation that you have ever heard and been a part of? I mean, like, LB is amazing, right? She just exudes so much energy and just makes you want to go home (laughs) and just love your husband, right? Man, LB is the greatest, and I love her because she truly tells it. Like it is, and she truly encourages us to check ourselves before we check our mates because you know, well, I'm just gonna speak for me. I know, like 95% of the time, <laughs> I just need to, you know, check myself um, before approaching Jeremy and talking to Jeremy, and I know that for me, when Jeremy and I are good, everything else in the world is good. When we are on the same page, I'm able to take those rejections as it relates to my business, you know, a little better because we are in agreement. We are rock solid and we are in alignment. So I, I had to have LB here, you know, on the podcast, especially at the top of the year, because it's just truly important for us to get our relationships in order. And I feel like, Marriage is under attack right now, you know, and when our marriages are under attack, that means that our families are under attack. Our children are under attack. Our purpose is under attack. So if we can just work on that foundation of our relationships, if we can just start there, you know, things will just literally get better overall. So I really hope that you pull something away from this particular episode. If you have, let me know. Hit me up across social media at Lakeisha Woodard. Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Lakeisha Wooder. let me know what aha moment that you had when listening to this conversation, with listening to my conversation with LB, what lesson did you learn that you're gonna implement immediately? Let me know, you know, let me know because I really want to hear from you. I really want to start a dialogue with you. You know, once the conversation ends here on the podcast, I want to continue that conversation with you because as you know i set a super lofty goal to reach 1 million downloads because that's how i'm going to reach my millions that's tied to me the millions that i am to impact i plan to do that through living her truth and the way to do that is with your help you you know tagging me on instagram when you share the podcast and you talk about the episode with your family and your friends you giving me a five-star rating on you know each and every one of the episodes and leaving a review. That's how I'm going to reach my one million downloads in the next two years. That's how I'm going to be able to impact my millions. So I really hope that you come along for the ride with me with reaching a million people. You know, every time you share this particular podcast, you are impacting someone else, right? Just by sharing. So I really encourage you to to do so. I really pray that you've been enjoying these conversation stuff thus far. Again, hit me up, you know, in the DM across social media and just let me know. And if you need help, you know, along your self-awareness journey in a more intimate personal setting, go on over to LakeishaWooder.com and find out which way works for you so we can connect, okay? Because I definitely want to work with you. So, until next time, Ladies and gentlemen, always remember that you are enough and your truth is beautiful.